So welcome, Danny Rubin of uh, Rubin Communications Group. Thanks so much. It's great to be on the show, and congrats on launching the podcast. It's uh, a big a big project to, to roll something like this out. So kudos to you for getting to over 30 episodes already. That's a big deal. I appreciate it. Uh, so just for, uh, for our listeners who, who may not have had an opportunity to meet or, or spend time around you, um, can you give them a little bit of background, an introduction about yourself, uh, your professional career, um, and, and kind of what your current role is as vice president with uh, Rubin Communications? Sure. So I'm Danny Rubin from Virginia Beach, local Kempsville High, UVA for undergrad, University of Maryland for a master's in journalism. And prior to working at with our family firm, our PR firm, I was a reporter on Channel 3 for a few years. It's been over 10 years now, but I was on the air doing daily news reporting. And I left that role, went up to Washington, D.C., and I worked as a consultant to media outlets and TV shows. And I worked closely with Meet the Press on NBC, did some work with USA Today, Verizon, other brands with um, sort of content strategies and media strategies. And then 2013, I came back to Virginia Beach and I've worked at our family's public relations agency, Rubin Communications Group. So going on uh, over seven years and done all sorts of tasks within the family business, uh, business development, client management, uh, new business development, uh, campaigns, all kinds of PR campaigns and website projects and video projects and media coverage, mostly local, but sometimes across the state and sometimes nationally. And our clients run the gamut, all, all industries, for-profit, not-for-profit, legal, medical, industrial, whatever it may be. So we, we've done it all and we've worked for, with everybody and have a broad skill set now to handle whatever comes our way. And, you know, I came into the business, uh, we were well underway. My parents, my father started the business almost 30 years ago. And my mom has been working in the business almost as long. And we've had all kinds of folks working with us, for us over the years, on our team, contracted, freelancers, all cast of characters. So the business has been going strong for almost three decades. I've come in the last seven years of it, but we've staked our claim in this market as the premier best known public relations agency in the market. And um, that's because we've stood the test of time, have so many successful PR campaigns behind us and we're still doing it today. Yeah, yeah, you definitely, uh, your, your parents are, are well known in the community and well respected for, for all the work that they've been doing, as, as you said, for the last uh, three decades. Um, so you got into it pretty soon right out of school, having been both a Cavalier and a Terp. Um, <laughs> That's right. And uh, so was it kind of, I mean, was it something you really, you saw your parents involved in and, and really gained a love for it right off the bat? Or was it something where kind of you went away to school and kind of figured out, do, do I want to stay in this family business or at least in that environment? I mean, or, or has it always just been part of who you were? 
Well, I think the, the communications skill side of things has always been part of who I am. You know, my father was a TV reporter for many years at, at Wavy and, and also had a TV show, a Sunday morning political roundtable show on VEC on Channel 13 for many years after that. So I grew up in newsrooms and around journalists. And so that's the career path I initially intended to follow. And I did work in that space and, you know, learned that it probably wasn't as true of a calling as I thought it was. And that's the benefit of experience. You know, you got to get in the work, get your hands on it to know if it's really for you. So the initial plan was to be in journalism and, and do news and all of that. And then I pivoted and I was, and I went to DC and I consulted and coming back home and working with my parents and our family business made sense on a lot of levels. It was a well-established business and there was a clear place for me to step in and, and provide value because I think working in PR, it, it helps tremendously to have worked in journalism because we spend so much time pitching reporters and editors and without understanding what it's like on the inside getting pitched and fighting for stories with editors and news directors and I think it, it makes doing PR um, uh, you're certainly more capable and better prepared for that role by working in journalism. So it, it made sense to make that switch and come over to this side and work in a family business and keep it going and also move back home where I'm from, bought a house when we moved back here and raising a family here. So there were a lot of reasons why it made sense to do it, although it wasn't like the plan all along, I would say. I don't think I was like always going to do this, but as time went on and career unfolded the way it did, it was the right call. For some of our, especially small businesses that maybe maybe are just getting started or, or early in their, uh, their careers as entrepreneurs, can you talk a little bit about a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs, especially are those that they are really good at what they do, whether it's building widgets or, or designing apparel or, or um, creating whatever it is that they, they're providing as a service or a product to the, to the region. But that doesn't always make them great PR people or, or marketing right. people. Um, and I think sometimes in, in my exposure and within marketing over the years is that sometimes there's a confusion between public relations and marketing. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about the differences yes. between the two? Yeah, that's a good question because there is a clear distinction. And when we talk about marketing, we think about posting on Facebook or making flyers or billboards or posters or you know creative collateral and you, you're spreading the message about what we're doing. And there, there is some crossover, but when I talk about public relations, I'm referring to going out there and one instance is to have a, like the Virginian pilot do a profile on your business, for instance. That is public relations. That is not traditional marketing because you are working with the media to help tell your story. As well, if you want to put on an event and we, as one of our, the hats that we wear, we just have a great network in the community so we can suggest different partners who could be uh, brought into an effort. We just did this for one of our clients, Queen of Virginia Skill and Entertainment, which uh, puts uh, skill-based games in 
bars, convenience stores around the state, and they wanted to show their support for restaurants, which have many of their game machines. So they purchased pizzas from many of the restaurants around the, the market that carry their games, purchased those pizzas, and then donated those pizzas to nursing homes and, and like senior care and rehab facilities around the region. So we orchestrated that project. It was my father's idea. I conceived of the project called a pizza for providers. And so we went with, starting with our client, we then connected to local businesses, connected to senior care and nursing facilities. We even had the fire departments in different cities come and pick up the pizzas and make the deliveries. So we involved the fire departments. So what I'm saying is now, and, and it, we got it on the news about five, six different outlets, like multiple times, TV stations. We had lots of coverage for this when it happened. So not only did we get the news coverage, we also brought a lot of community partners together for a creative campaign. So to me, that is public relations. And if you take the news story and put it on Facebook, I suppose that would be considered marketing, but the, to make the idea happen and all the moving parts around it that we orchestrated, that's PR. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's funny because I'm a little bit older than you. Your dad's a little bit older than me. And so we, the, between the three of us, we really come up through multiple, I guess, generations of media. Um, and it's been interesting to watch the adaptation because media has continued to change so drastically. So in your experience, um, especially as, as papers begin to transition heavily um, as far as staff and local writers and, and, and what we used to all kind of know as beat writers, how have you all had to adapt um, with that, uh, that new environment? That's a great question because we are seeing the news media shrink every six months or every month. It happens so fast now. And there are currently journalists in the market who are on furlough mandatory furloughs you can't even pitch to them till they're back at their desk so it is becoming a challenge to work with media because there's just less and less of it which is why having relationships with the people who still are employed is ever more critical because they're getting more pitches with less staff and the benefit of having a pr partner is you know we have relationships at all the tv stations the newspaper magazines smaller publications, local publications. So we can go directly to the editor or the reporter and, and offer up a story because they know that we only come to them with quality stuff, quality angles. We're not going to waste their time. So that is to the benefit of a client that we know who to go to. We're going we're gonna to come up with a good angle to pitch and we're going to work our relationships to, bet, to, to benefit not just our clients, but also the, the the publications because they want high quality stories to tell. So it is getting tougher. And that's why we also encourage our clients to always be telling their own stories too, using their e-newsletters, using their blog or using their social media outlets to continue to tell their stories too. When you get a news story, it's a great moment and it's something to share and to hold on to and use for future marketing. But you're not gonna get a story in the Virginian pilot every week even when the paper was huge 20 years ago. Yeah. You're gonna get that story every now and then. And the rest of the time you have to tell your own story and create your own news. And so 
even though the news media is smaller, there's still opportunities, but you should always be telling your story over the weeks, over the months, staying in communication with your audience and reminding them that you're there and that you are doing good work and you have new services or new products and you, you're still you know, breathing and, and uh, have, a, have a pulse out there. Yeah. Well, about 85 to about 91% of our members, for instance, at the chamber are what are considered small businesses. So when when you're being referred to a, to a new business or, or being able to sit down with them and talk for the first time, um, how how do you work with a small business to decide, okay, where are we in this process? I mean, it, yeah. more so now because of COVID, because obviously from a financial standpoint, people are struggling in general, but, but even pre-COVID, is it, is it always all about just ROI or, or are there opportunities for even the smallest of businesses to be able to work with a PR firm um, knowing that, that there are always going to be other costs associated with just get, being a startup? That's also a great, great question because people often don't even understand what PR firms do. And I think that is the first question to answer because what we do is we're a full service PR firm. So we, what we like to do is have an initial conversation with a client they may have a burning issue they want to deal with right now, like they have an event coming up, they need help to promote it, or they're about to make a new hire, they want people to know, or uh, it's an outside, a company from the outside of the market that's coming in and they want exposure because they're new in the market, or there, there may be something that's sort of pressing or right in front of them. And, but what they need to understand is that at least in our firm, we do not only like the media outreach, the event planning, we also do video production, we do the graphic design, we'll do website content for like a new website build or for ongoing communication. Once we get working with a client, they realize how many things we can do on the communication side. We end up being that trusted voice in the room, but we can do as little or as much as the client would need in a month because like most PR firms, we typically work on retainer. So we say, all right, if it's 10 hours a month, 20 hours a month, 30 hours a month, whatever you can handle, we will do a variety of tasks within that. It may start with a singular, we brought you in to help us announce this new location or to help us with this tricky issue. But then once they see that we're former journalists, we have an eye for you know, the news media, we're good writers, we understand angles, then we can start helping in a variety of ways that weren't even on the table when we first met. So it's, it's about coming in early, helping with something, and then watching the relationship grow. Gotcha. So for every new business, there's a new business personality that goes along with it. Um, <laughs> Amen. So, so how, in your experience over the years, how have you learned to, to balance the, 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 those personalities and be able to, um, to work with some of those people that that what they're picturing in their mind as the best way to market may not necessarily be the best way for someone who's been doing this for, I mean, decades and, and has that clear understanding. So how, how do you manage that subtle relationship? Yeah, that's, that's true. You, you know, when you work in client services, like so many of us in all industries, you, you work with all kinds of people, colorful people. Right. And so one, we just bring professionalism to the table every day. We 
just recognize that the perfect client is elusive and everyone's got their peculiarities and we love them anyway. And we also try our best, you know, we, we work at behest of the client, but that doesn't mean we're going to just lay down and do whatever they want to do because they're, you're bringing us in for our insight one to help you sort of, you're giving an idea that's in your mind and we're going to help you crystallize it, reroute it, perhaps send you down a proper road to say, you know what, you have a good idea, but the best way to deploy it is X or Y. We just yeah. did that with one of our clients. So they had a big PR event in mind related to the water and um, we sort of re-angled it so that we knew the media would come and that it would get the proper exposure and it, it was going to be done in a way that the media would need it to be done. So we took their idea and we just sort of tweaked it, honed it, reshaped it a little bit so that it had a chance at success. So their idea was still intact. It just had a chance of winning and being seen and being visible because we layered on top of it our understanding of how news rooms operate and what they need and the times of day they need it. And so it, that, you know, their, the, the, the client's idea combined with our expertise made it successful. That's great. That's great. Well, and, and does that also kind of match up when you're dealing with the, the media as well? Um, because even the media themselves or, or the, the outlets available to you um, kind of have their own personalities too, don't they? I mean, don't the, the, the people within any particular media group um, have kind of their uh, unique personalities and, and relationships that you develop on that side. So how do you keep up with that in such a, a fast moving environment like this? That's true. But we know that there are certain reporters who cover certain beats or are interested in certain things. And so we say, oh, you know who would like that story? So-and-so. And then we, we try our best to not just do the, the big press release pitch all over town. Now, sometimes we have to do that and that's fine. But as much as possible, I'd want to make that, send a text to a reporter, email the reporter, call somebody up. Hey, I got something for you. I remember when I was a reporter, somebody did that for me. It was like, thank you so much. You know, what people don't understand when you're a TV reporter, like in this market or, or most markets, I had to come every morning to the editorial meeting at Channel 3 with five story ideas wow. every morning. Wow. And to do that five days a week, 25 ideas a week, I mean, my, my brain cannot conjure <laughs> that many stories on my own, my, my sources alone. So I was always grateful when people would, people that I trusted and respected would say, hey, I've got an idea for you. And yeah. I, I do want to say right now, reporters are often working from home right now. They're, they're limited in how, where they're going because of the virus. And so they're looking for stories. They can often do them from home. They can do Zoom interviews and they can put it together. And so they're hungry for content. And a big part of what we've been doing for our clients since March is getting them out there in the news by looking for angles about how they are pivoting their business, whether it's work with a nursing home, we work with a, a, a testing facility for the, the like virus and background checks. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're like, okay, how can we position you for a news story because you are adapting to the virus like every other business. So every business out there has an angle that is compelling if you know how to pitch it 
and how to get it in front of the right decision makers so that it can become a real news story. Every industry is having to make interesting changes and adjustments that would qualify as news. And it's just understanding that process. Well, and for the most part, everything we've talked about has been primarily on the positive side. I mean, do you or have you had the the experience of, of working with clients that maybe it's not so positive? Maybe maybe you've got to help them tell a story to maybe combat some some misnomers in the community or some, some miscommunication possibly in the community. Um, so they so it can be more of a positive message uh, rather than maybe an existing story. For sure. And we, we deal with crisis issues. I wouldn't say every single day because not every company is having to put out a fire in front of the news media every single day or in the community, but multiple times a year, we either with our existing clients or, or clients call us in, in a, a panic and you know somebody wrote something negative on their Facebook page or there was a scathing article that really put them in a bad light or you know there are so many reasons we've dealt with that and in fact my father's led media trainings and crisis communications trainings for many companies in the region uh, to prepare for these moments so that people know even at mid-level management and up they know how to talk to reporters as my, my dad always says you know sort of like what what happens when Andy Fox from Wavy is standing at your door? Like that's, <laughs> you know, doesn't happen to everybody every day, but it could happen to you. Yeah. And what comes next? And we often counsel companies to say, the worst thing you can do is to hide and say nothing or no comments. You can always talk about process. You can always say we're working on it. You can always extend the conversation. And so we, while we much prefer to do PR for and, and put out positive stories, yeah. we know that's not always the case, but because we've been in journalism and we know how reporters think and we know how they like to be treated, if you keep them at arm's length and play the silent game, you're just gonna like shake up that hornet's nest. And you know, transparency is important and honesty and an open conversation is always going to be better because they're just trying to get information so yeah. that they can do do their work. So. For sure. We, you know, you never know when that crisis is going to pop up, but yeah. we've been there and we've done that and we'll, we'll do it again. For those who, who would have an interest in learning more or, or reaching out and, and possibly uh, bringing your team on board to help their business, what's the best way for them to reach out and connect with you? They can go to our website, Ruben, R-U-B-I-N, communications.com and shoot us a message that way contact us and we check that all the time you can see our past clients there's such a variety now if you look at our client list it's all across different industries across the region and the best thing i could say if you're saying well why do i need a pr firm especially right now say you know if, if you want to help your business become known to stand out in this COVID era to gain exposure positively to draw people towards your business that's what we come in and help you do. We help turn the eyeballs towards you in a positive way, get people talking about you and make people say, hey, oh, I saw you, I saw you in that story. Oh, I saw, in fact, as the last thing, the, I'll, I'll name them because I, I want, and you're gonna hopefully talk to Rudy Patel from ArcPoint Labs uh, shortly as a future guest. And they, they do testing for COVID-19. They do background checks, drug screens. It's a national franchise and Rudy owns the Virginia Beach franchise. And we help them get the story on Channel 
uh, 10 and channel, I'm sorry, channel three and channel 13 in the same week about their new 30 minute rapid testing for the virus. And Rudy told me that they received so much inquiry from those two stories that it, his phone was off the hook and they're, they're trying to like scale up to meet demand. So, you know, wow. that's an example that's of PR straight, straight into ROI. It's not always yeah. that immediate, but people do see and people do see what's on the news and they see what these TV stations put out and, and it makes a difference. It adds legitimacy to your business. And so that's a, a really clear example of, of what we can do.